0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Why are you anxious about clothes, Jesus says? Will He not clothe you, O you of little faith? My wife Valerie came home from the grocery store the other day, as many of you have, and said, a box of cereal for seven dollars? Are you kidding me? This is where we're at, as you all know. They say the number of Americans putting their groceries and their gas on credit cards has soared over the last two years. You know they track all of that. Normally you're not using your credit cards for gas and groceries, but now people are. And when they max out the credit card, I say they, but maybe I should say you. I don't know if this is any of you. When you max out the credit card, then now you've got apps for buy now, pay later loans. Or you go to your bank app and take out a line of credit. Now, as you can see, this this spells pretty big problems coming for everyone. Are you worried about money? Oh, you of little faith. Now, that phrase sounds really harsh. Like, if I said that to you, if I walked up to you not here in church and I said, oh, you of little... You would probably think... Well, you would go away saying, I don't really know about him. I don't really like that at any rate. I don't like him calling me that. But... Um, The fact is, it's not actually near as bad as it sounds. If you look at when Jesus uses that phrase, oh, you of little faith, it's always with his disciples. By my count, and I may have missed one, there's five times he does it. It's always with his disciples. When he's talking to one of his enemies, like Pharisees or scribes, he doesn't say, oh, you of little faith. That would be way too kind. So this is always in a loving way, okay? Calling his disciples, they need to trust more. To give you an example, one of the times is when they wake up, they wake him up and it's storming, and he says, Don't you care we're we dying and he, that we're dying? And he says, What are you afraid of, oh you of little faith? He loves his disciples. He wants that. He's always when he says that, he's always wanting them to have bigger faith. Okay? And that's what he wants for you also. That that, in a nutshell, is what the The goal of His Word is for you today. To go from little faith to bigger faith. He's always wanting to do that. To go from little worries to big faith. And He knows. This is an evil world. The Bible tells us that over and over. It's an evil world we're living in. Yeah, things happen like a box of cereal for $7. There are many things we could worry about. And I don't know what you all... All of you in the pews are, I don't know what you're all worrying about. No doubt some of it revolves around money. It, it often does, whether that's inflation or whether your job is secure or cost of health care, or "Have I saved enough?" whatever. But there might be other things. Some of you might be worrying really anxious about what others are thinking about you. You're really worried about your reputation. Maybe, you know you did some things or whatever. Maybe some of you are really worried about the future. What should we be doing? What should we be planning for? Worried about getting things done? I don't know. But how is Jesus going to move you right now from those little worries, that little faith, oh, you have little faith, to big faith? How is he going to do that? Well, one way to do this, which Jesus employs here, one way to get you and me to move from little faith to big faith is to tell us to look around, look around us, and that's what he does. Look around at the rest of the world, kind of get out of your worrying for a little bit, and look at all the things the Lord is doing all the time to care for this world. For instance, look at the birds, he says. Birds. Now, they may be beautiful and you know a lot of a lot of people put the bird feeder out there, they want to look at the birds but birds are not the smartest creatures out there. There's a reason we might call each other a bird brain. You know, it's an insult. It's not a compliment. Have you seen the birds, they fly right into the window, you know, they're trying to get to the bird feeder? These are not the smartest creatures. And it wasn't that long ago I read that, you know, the cartoons really are leading us astray about the owls. We think, well, owls, they're wise, right? Not really, no. From what they say, owls are not very much smarter than any of the other birds. And yet, God every day sends out his command. Okay, and I want to really emphasize that word. He sends out his command that the birds be taken care of. So they don't plant the seeds so that they're going to have food. No, God doesn't. He sends out his command so that things are planted, so the birds will have something to eat. They're not out there harvesting their crops right now. Or, you know, Jesus says they don't have a big Morton building. They're putting all these in. No. They're not doing any of that. But God's commanding and they're eating. Okay? What about the the flowers, he says? Look around you. Look at the flowers. What about the lilies? Now here again, this is one of those times... Well, let me back up a minute. You know, in some of the Jesus movies... It, if you ever watch one of the Jesus movies, it might make you uncomfortable when Jesus is laughing and smiling. Because you're like, wait a minute, that's not the Jesus I hear all the time in the Bible. He's like, serious, you know? Well, this is one of the times you, you get at least a glimpse that he, he does use his sense of humor. I mean, he's trying to get you to picture a bird building a barn and bringing its seeds in. And then here, he's got a sense of humor that King Solomon... King Solomon, with all his splendor and all his money, and King Solomon was wealthy, he, doesn't, he couldn't dress as well as the flowers dress. So that makes me laugh to think about who, who would you say today is one of the best dressed people you've seen ever? It's got to be some celebrity, right? So I don't know who you're thinking of, but I always get a kick out of it. If you watch sports at all, the sports announcers, these guys have like, thousands and thousands of dollars in their suits that they're wearing. You know, and it's, it's just kind of comical. Even they, with their thousands and thousands of dollars, cannot compare to the beauty of one flower. Which did what? Nothing. God just commanded it. Okay. And the flowers, they're alive today and they're dead tomorrow. And yet, God makes them beautiful. So, Jesus says, O oh, you of little faith, Is God going to take care of you? There's a verse in the Old Testament reading today I wanted to point out. It says the same thing. So let me real quickly remind you there's a famine. There's there's nothing to eat because it's not raining. And God says to Elijah, go to Zarephath. There's a widow there, and I've commanded her to feed you. Well, the funny thing is, when he gets there, she doesn't know anything about it. So he didn't like tell her, hey, I'm going to send a guy and you're going to feed him. No, he commanded her and she didn't even know he had commanded her. It's like the birds and the flowers. They don't even know God's doing all this. So he gets there and he says, make me some bread. And she says, I can't make you any bread. I've only got enough for me and my son. We're going to eat it and die. He says, no, don't worry about it. God's going to take care of it. God commanded her to feed him when she didn't even realize he had done it. So now start to think about this. How many things is God commanding every day you are not even knowing about, you're not even paying attention to. He commanded the sun to come up for you this morning. He commands the wind to blow for you. He commands your lungs to breathe for you. You're not doing that. He commands your heart to pump blood for you. He commands your brain to run and think People come in and out of your life by the command of God. You think it's all just coincidence and luck. No, it's God commanding without them even knowing it. Right now, for your meal maybe months down the road, God is commanding food to be grown. He's commanding the rain so that it'll grow and commanding the sun so it'll grow. There's no randomness here. There's no luck it's providence, it's God's care, it's His mercy all the time. Now, I'm, I'm kind of bad about this, and I bet a lot of you are too, but I, I would suggest to you to try to work on taking the word luck completely out of your vocabulary. Instead of saying good luck to someone, say, you know, bless, blessings, I'll pray for you, God be with you, whatever, right? Instead of saying, man, that was really lucky, say, wow, God really blessed me. Okay, luck is, luck is just not where it's at. You've, heard, you've all heard the story about the lost dog, right? I'm sure many of you have heard this one. It's been well used. The posting for a lost dog. Uh, it's a beagle, brown hair, some of the hair missing, blind in one eye, one leg missing, deaf, slightly arthritic, goes by the name Lucky. <laughs> Lucky is such a silly word. It distracts us from the truth. The truth isn't luck, it's God. God is there, not luck. Continually commanding all these things around us that we don't even know about so that we don't have to worry about food and drink and clothes. If God cares for the birds, He's going to care for you. But now, that's not the only message. That is not the only message for you. Jesus wants to move you from those things, oh you of little faith, from those little worries to bigger faith. He says, life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Aren't there greater things we could be thinking about than food and drink and clothes? Yes, he says, seek first the kingdom of God so now okay that's a bible word what what are you going to make of that what do you instead of thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch how are you going to seek the kingdom of god well i'll give you one verse first of all romans 14 paul says the kingdom of god isn't a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit so what are the big thoughts the big faith that can replace these little worries well The Scriptures really make it pretty simple. There's two things that can occupy our thoughts. One is God, and two is our neighbor. What does God want me to be doing? What is His will for me? And secondly, what does my neighbor need? Instead of worrying about what am I going to eat, what am I going to drink, what clothes am I going to wear, where am I going to get money, instead of that, God, what do you want me to do? And what do the people around me need from me? Those are the big faith kind of things. Those are the big thoughts kinds of things. So, to figure that out, we go to God's Word every day. We pray to Him every day. We receive His forgiveness every day. And we seek His will through the help of the Holy Spirit. And then, secondly, we look around and we say, Not what can I eat, but who needs to eat? Who needs my help? Who is God commanding me, like He did the widow? to take care of today. Then Jesus comes to the conclusion of this, and he has a word about today and tomorrow. This, this has come into English, by the way. I hear, I hear you, people say it all the time. Take one day at a time? Well, that's, that's this. That's Jesus' words. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself, but take care of today. Okay? So I wanted to give just at least a very brief word about managing our time. And in the future, God willing, if I manage my time, (laughs) uh, in the future, I hope that we can offer here at our church a a workshop on on this very thing. uh, Managing our time. Being stewards of our time. This is what I see happening, and I bet a lot of you are seeing it too. Um, Today one of, the, uh, one of the real challenges we're facing is not being distracted constantly. And we're, we're being distracted so that our, we're, we're not in control of our time. You know, all these studies are showing us that the, the big, big dollars that are being paid to get us addicted to things that are time wasters, it's, it's just terrible. So we need some help with this a lot. And I, I'm not going to be able to do it all right now. But um, there are simple ways for us to better use our time, okay, to be good stewards of our time, just like God calls us to be good stewards of our money, good managers of our time. So one thing, one very simple thing you can do, if you're concerned that I need to use my, my time today better, one simple thing you do, just start to take an inventory of what you're doing. What are you, where is your time going? Take a week and and kind of block it out. How much, And you even got your phones today, they'll help you. They'll tell you how many minutes you were on this app or that app or whatever. But figure that out. What, what, where is all my time going in a week? And then once you know that, say, is that where I want it all going? What are the vocations God has called me to? Where has He called me to serve? And is that where my time is, is going? What are, my, what are the things I value the most? Then you can set goals. Then you can plan your day, plan your week. This is all part of being good stewards of what God has given us. Speaking of birds, about a week ago, we saw an eagle flying down at Evergreen Lake. Apparently, I was told there were three of them down there. I don't know if any of you have seen, seen the eagles at, at just south of us here at Evergreen Lake. And I mean, Anytime you see an eagle, it's just, it really does kind of make you stop and pause. So I thought, well, I'll mention this to you today. When you watch that bird soaring through the air... Do you think that she is saying, oh no, what am I going to have for supper tonight? What did I put on the menu? Did I get the groceries? And, you know, my feathers are really wearing out. Where am I going to get new clothes at? I'm getting old, right? no of course not and in this word of god today he would move you from a little faith a little worries to soaring like an eagle and the bible even uses that image doesn't it to setting your mind on things above to soaring with big faith and big thoughts to seeking god's will and the good of your neighbor because if our time is limited and it is We're going to make the best use of it. In Jesus' name, Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.